All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Transformation Sequence Podcast. My name is Kim, and one of my eyes is a doll's eye. (laughs) (laughs) And my name is Vincent, and um, when I died back in 1986, I cursed an entire classroom full of children who fight for death for the rest of their lives. Very good, very good. So I suppose it goes without saying that this week uh, we will be talking about another, which is um, an anime based off of a book. I have the book. The book kind of sucks, but uh, hmm. it's a it's a bit of horrific fun. Yeah. Now you say horrific. Um, I would I would struggle to place it in the genre of horror. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started watching this anime kim sold it to me as gosh i hope you like gore because this thing is like hardcore and i was and i got really scared though <laughs> i was with trepidation i began watching this thing and at first i was quite unsure but i think by the end of episode three another turned into something of a rip-roaring comedy for me <laughs> So let me go ahead and give everybody the quick uh, two-second pitch for the show. Um, it is about this young boy named Koichi Sakakibara. You hear Sakakibara-kun <laughs> thousands of times over the course of this anime. I can barely say that. <laughs> he comes to this new school out in the boonies where his mom used to live. His mom is dead. Uh, and he's going to start a new school, but his lung collapses. And while he is in the hospital, he meets this spooky girl with an eye patch that nobody else in the class acknowledges. Is she a ghost? Is she not a ghost? Those are the questions that another raises. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we found out that, spoiler alert, she's she's not a ghost at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I would I would say it's it's almost like a, a mystery. Mm-hmm. In that there's this ongoing conspiracy um, which the characters slowly reveal. And uh, this, this conspiracy is to do with a curse, you know, a death curse, mm-hmm. which is very Japanese. <laughs> which is why I love it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you get a classroom full of teenagers, you put a death curse on them and just go to town. We should talk a little bit about the curse that is on the classroom. Basically, what it is, and this is explained a little bit later, um, due to the nature of the curse, which I will get into. Uh, Basically, they had, like, back in the day, there was this really popular classmate that died, and everyone was really sad, and then all of a sudden, people started saying, oh, she's not dead, she's she's sitting over there in the desk where she once was. And people started uh, acknowledging this classmate was still alive. And so the when they graduated, they even left out a chair for her. And when they took the class picture, she showed up in the class picture, scary, spooky. Ooh, and so from then perfect on... Perfect for Halloweens. <laughs> no, wait, it's Valentine's. Yeah, that's, that's the holiday I was thinking of. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, a ghost. <laughs> But uh, ever since that year, there has been an extra student in the class, and uh, nobody knows who it is. And it's actually a dead person. So what they do to combat it is they uh, pretend, they randomly pick somebody in the class and pretend that they don't exist. And uh, if they do that, then nobody dies, because the curse with the extra dead person in the room, somebody dies a month, like people in the classroom die people like their families die so everybody everybody's dying unless they pretend that somebody doesn't exist in the classroom to make the number they actually organize this every year this class has to have someone who says pick this person to ignore and everyone has to follow the rules and adhere to the guidelines and no one dies i can already see flaws with this plan (laughs) there's so many like 
red herrings in this series. And I would say most of them revolve around Koichi, the main character's weird connections to this town. So he turns up in this class, there's this kid being ignored, Um, he's not sure whether she's alive or dead... The whole town is eerie. There's this sense that no one's talking to him. Uh, well, he, he almost dies, of course, just before the, the term starts. And uh, his father is weirdly evasive about his mother, mm-hmm. who he finds out was who went to the same school and died in the same weird circumstances. So how does she link into this big overarching curse? You kind of get the impression that it doesn't. By the end of the series, there's all these all these little threads are set up. Like, uh, why is his mother brought into it? Is it is it like some kind of Freudian allegory? Is it you know? Is it the idea that death has been stalking him his whole life? No, not not really. Just it's just another thing to throw in that maybe the curse is related to that. It, it's not really. I don't really mind because there's a certain, there's a certain point. Yeah, like where it's trying to really this anime is trying to really creep you out, especially with this girl. May, who has the bandage over her eye, like, what is underneath it? She talks like an absolute lunatic. <laughs> but she lives in a fucking, like, doll gallery and just sort of lurks around behind the dolls. And everyone's ignoring her. So she's like, maybe I am dead. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sort of fake you out moments with that, like with, with his mom, because um, basically nobody knows who the dead person is in the classroom. So they can't really be like, oh, that's a dead person. Let's pretend that the dead person is dead and rectify it that way. <laughs> so there's this whole sort of guessing game with like, who is the dead person? Who is it? Yeah, but here's the thing. If you're if you're not ignoring the dead person, then what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're not doing anything. You're not going to stop. <laughs> Um, this this whole committee is actually run by this girl Akazawa-san. I like her a lot. She's she's a sassy pants. She's this sassy pants Missy. Like she's got ribbons in her hair. She's got pigtails. I originally thought she was going to be a real um, a hole, <laughs> and uh, then she was like surprisingly like nice and calm and collected. The only one in the class who wasn't really freaking out about like everyone dying, and then yet yeah, yet yeah, turns into a complete a hole. <laughs> But an a-hole in love, guys. Yep, that's it's tying back into Valentine's Day, and you find out because she's acting kind of, kind of, kind of mean to our uh, protagonist at the very beginning, uh, because he comes into the classroom after he gets out of the out of the hospital, and um, he's sort of forced into this odd situation where they're pretending this one classmate doesn't exist, and she's the head of countermeasures, and she's gone the first day that he comes in. So she was supposed to tell him, just like, hey, sup, heads up, we got a death curse on our classroom. Uh, you know that girl with the eye patch? Fucking don't talk to her. <laughs> so, What's the first thing he does? What is the very first thing <laughs> he Koichi goes does? and talks to her, just like, hey, sup, I saw you at the hospital, saw you had dolls. <laughs> it was super hot. <laughs> is there anything under that eye patch? Yeah, yeah. So she's she's pissed off at herself for not being there to prevent the curse from starting up again. Yeah, there's a bit of resentment towards uh, Misaki, the girl with the eye patches. Yeah, they also, they blame her mm-hmm. for having talked to Koichi but just because someone has shown her human contact in the last six months mm-hmm. um, for the first time. This poor girl! I know! Oh my god, Misaki is... She's just such a freaky character. <laughs> when, when, like... Koichi eventually goes into this doll store and like this doll museum and goes downstairs. 
the old ladies like um she says the same will thing you stay a while yeah. would you like to come in oh it is a high school boy he goes down <laughs> this really creepy cellar and he sees a really creepy ass doll he's like okay that looks exactly like that girl and then yeah. suddenly she's there yeah i thought okay at that point i was like okay she's a ghost right yeah exactly because she pops out literally from a doll that looks exactly like her in a coffin and yeah. he's just like oh hey what's up and she's like how are you doing today? He's surprisingly <laughs> calm. This guy yeah. is, is so chilled. Right up to the end, right for that last decision he has to make, he is super chilled. Yeah, he takes all of this nonsense in stride, just like, oh yeah, so there's a death curse on this classroom? All right, all right, let's investigate. <laughs> he does a bit of screaming in his dreams, but um, we've kind of set up this idea that he was in hospital on his first day. He has all this links to the the past, um, not the computer game. Um, he, you know, he obviously is coming in late into the class. What if he's the extra chair? What if he's the dead person? Exactly. And they sort of, they tease that. And by the end, they're also teasing, what if May is the dead person? Mm-hmm. She got a tumour in her goddamn eye, which she didn't have as a kid. Yeah. And she's suddenly coming to this class. And, and like, the death started when someone acknowledged her. Is May the dead person? And then I really, I really do like how they're sort of, they're teasing you with this. Like, there's this point in, I think it's like episode um, 10 or 11, uh, the second to last one of the series, where um, the, like, the cool friend in class, I think is uh, Naoya. He like... Um, oh, yeah! The two I main characters... It. I did. The two main characters are in a, in a hotel room in a cabin, and they're like, what's the big secret that's going to blow this thing right open? And the other one's like, oh, let me tell you. This friend comes bursting into the room. He's like, <laughs> hey, guys, I did something really bad. <laughs> yeah! Okay, well, what could he possibly have done? It's like, oh, I just, I totally just killed a bro. <laughs> he what? threw him out the goddamn window, just like, a uh, whoop. And, uh... So what? he's dead? And he's like, oh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, actually. I just kind of... <laughs> I, I pushed him out the balcony. And the first thing I did was to come to you guys to make you accessories to murder. Thanks. Exactly. And uh, let's talk about why he uh, pushes somebody out the window. Ever since uh, our main character starts talking to May and pretending she exists, and that sort of breaks the curse. And so people start dying. And they remembered that uh, a class a couple of years before had been able to stop the curse halfway through the year, which is pretty much unheard of. And so they go and talk to this guy who is in the class. They have a beach episode, which we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But uh, basically, the guy tells him just like, oh, I hid something important in the old school building. So they go to the school building. They find a tape he's recorded. And basically what the tape says is kill the person, find the dead person and kill them. And it'll stop. One of the people in your class is not alive and Mm -hmm. must be killed again. Send the dead back to death. <laughs> oh, that's a great line. Actually, you know, that that did send shivers down my spine. Um, mm-hmm. It's super corny. It is like an episode. Uh, the whole thing is like weirdly X-Files inspired. Yeah! It's super corny. Like like I mentioned when the, the kid burst into the hotel room and interrupted them just as he was about to say something important. When they're listening to this tape, for instance, they just get into the really important bit and then like a school teacher busts on into the room and they all have to hide. And like, uh-huh. this keeps happening. Oh, there's a, there's a point where this kid is about to tell our main character the, what the curse is. Yes! He's like, screw it. You like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the rules of the class. I'm just going to tell him outright. He deserves to know. And he's like, uh, 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 and he dies. Yeah, he has, he has a fucking heart attack and dies. <laughs> he's like a 14-year-old kid. He just fucking <laughs> dies. And the look on his face, the look on everyone's face, like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic, yeah. And so... 
the the very the very last two episodes are just centered around trying to find the dead person and it goes into a completely like balls out battle royale type event <laughs> so yeah i i do want to talk about the idea of death in the show because mm-hmm. um the first death actually appears in episode three which are you know surprisingly late mm-hmm. so um you get all this like creepy oh is she alive isn't she not and then she like takes off her um her eye patch. I'm talking about Mei Misaki, the, the the main girl. Oh, under her eye patch is awesome. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this girl, who's kind of kind of likes Koichi, it seems. You know, kind of like was trying to flirt with him, go home with him. She runs up the stairs. Yeah. Um. She's like, oh, I wonder if he wants to share my umbrella on the way home. She sees um, uh, S- Sakaki Barakun talking to our, you know, supposedly dead girl in the corridor. Has this look on her face, like, oh my god, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Turns around and legs it. The first death is she's running down the stairs. It's wet. It's slippery. She falls down. The umbrella spins around and the top goes through her throat and she lands and bloods are spraying everywhere. Yeah, and she's propped up like a goddamn triangle on the stairs with the point of the umbrella through her neck. Oh my god. At this point, I was like, oh my god, what the fuck is Kim showing me? Why would she suggest this? This is, this is horrible. At the same time, I realise this is also really absurd. Oh, yeah. This is very strange. But let, let's see where it goes. I wonder if, um, you know, if it will, if this level of absurdity um, will continue. Oh, how it continues. Oh, it does. The deaths ramp up so much. It doesn't have to be the kids in the class. It can also be their relations as well. Like the next big death is uh, there's this really nice nurse who's um, who was treating um, Sakaki Bara in when he was in hospital, and she's helping him figure out this stuff about Misaki and the curse and so forth. She's on the phone to uh, to our main character when the um, elevator called snap, and she. <laughs> dies hilariously in an elevator I c- while he's on the phone oh with her God. while he's on the phone with her so he's standing in the courtyard in front of the cool guy and just like he's holding the phone back in horror just like ah shit at this point you might be thinking okay it seems quite unlikely that um, he would have like been around like two deaths in like two days I don't understand why he's not like a psychopath by the end of the series because I know, right? No one could witness this much death and be totally chill and just walk away, like, unscathed. Because these people die badly. They die grotesquely. (laughs) At first I was like, oh my god, she's gonna die. I really liked the nurse. She was so nice. I was like, please don't let her die. And then she died and I just couldn't stop laughing. It was so stupid. Yeah. So, especially when I was sending you those pie memes. Oh my god! <laughs> let's talk about the pie memes. So, so in the actual episode, she um, <laughs> when the elevator smashes into the ground, her face smashes into the floor of the elevator and explodes in blood. It looks like awful, and uh, yeah. that that gave rise to this uh, this meme of like the pies murdering everyone in class. It's, it's so, so weird. somebody re-edits it where she smashes her face in a pie and like boys and better splatters everywhere <laughs> instead of blood. It is so funny. And then um <laughs> July's the teacher. This is <laughs> this for me is the fulcrum point of the series where it goes from like <laughs> attempting to be like this subtle creepy horror into balls to the wall. We're just gonna make yep. deaths as as amusing as possible. Then you didn't even realise it could be this slapping us in the faces right with their horror balls. <laughs> All right. Basically, the, the teacher comes into the classroom. He's acting a little weird. He stands up to the podium and he's just like, I thought we could all make it until graduation. 
but I guess that's not the case. And he pulls out a knife, like a kitchen knife. And he has this weird struggle with himself where he's just like, ah, ah, do I stab myself? Do I stab myself? Then he stabs himself in the goddamn throat. Blood sprays like a fucking fire hose all over the kids in the class. All these kids <laughs> getting blood sprayed in their face while this teacher just stabs himself in the throat. Yeah. And he like works the blade when it's in there. It's yeah. like, oh man. There's just blood everywhere. I never thought I would find hysterical screaming funny, but this anime did it to me. Like the, uh, 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 Uh these kids just screaming their heads off. Yeah, and everyone's just flipping their shit. And can we talk about how Koichi, the goddamn sociopath, just sort of stands in there with Mei after all his classmates have run out just like, oh, huh. This anime intimately loves death. It's really weird. I got on board with it so quickly. <laughs> the art style is really beautiful. It really is. Everyone looks so fragile. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all little waifs. The boys and the girls, even, like, the, the fully grown men, they all just seem like they look like they could just drop dead at any moment. They all look sick constantly. Yeah. These people are also incredibly stupid in the sense that they seem to be assigning rules to this curse without really testing them out. Oh, yeah, they have no idea really what's happening other than just, like, if you ignore somebody... Maybe it goes away. Okay. Maybe one person dies. Maybe it's your family member maybe we don't really know yeah if you yeah, leave well. town you're safe for the day you know completely fine yeah let's go for a beach holiday real quick yes beach In episode another, this creepy ass doll murder festival malarkey they have a beach episode it's not nearly as um jovial as other beach episodes it's actually the saddest thing i've seen it's these kids just completely traumatized just trying to have like a day of normality and they're like, you know, looking at hermit crabs and playing in the beach and kicking the ball around. And it's like the first time in months, years that they've been this idea that they're away from the curse. And then the wind picks up and like takes a beach ball out into the water. And this kid starts swimming out to it. And they're like, this kid's dead. He must know he's dead right now. And everyone else yeah. on the beach is staring at him like, that dude's going to die. <laughs> no one's calling out. Like, Come back, you fucking idiot. Everyone's just like that kid's going to drown. Let's, yeah, let's just watch it happen. And um, they kind of fake you out. They make you think he's drowned, but he's kind of waving his hand. It seems fine. And just when you think, okay, maybe they're actually faking you out. Maybe they're giving you a reprieve, you know, for this mm-hmm. one episode. Bam! He gets hit <laughs> by a goddamn boat. Goddamn boat. And if that wasn't bad enough, <laughs> they actually show his hand dismembered, floating away. Like, the water turns, like, a bright red and it's getting churned up yeah, in the Yeah, the, uh, the motor on the back of the boat actually turns the whole sea. Neon Genesis Evangelion red. red. It looks like a sea of LCL. Red. Yeah, because it, it, it fakes you out because they, they get out of the city because the curse is supposed to pretty much stop as soon as you leave the city limits, which, in that case, why, does that, why doesn't everyone just fucking yeah, exactly. leave? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it turns out he slipped in his house before they left that day, cracked his head, got an internal brain bleed, and while he was swimming out there, he just pretty much died. He just passed the fuck out. He didn't die from the crack on his head, but that was the start of the events. But, like, anything yeah. could be. If you left town now and you moved to Australia, like, you could say, oh, you know, that cotton wool bud I cleaned my ear out actually, you know caused a massive hemorrhage in my brain and that's how I died. <laughs> Fate, death, whatever is causing this is a complete arsehole having as much fun as possible. Yeah, it's gonna get you. <laughs> Real sense of irony, you know. <laughs> oh, and then uh, basically this is this is the point where everyone in the class starts freaking out, right? They start reassessing mm-hmm. the rules. 
kids try and leave. Like, there's this one kid who just says, you know, fuck it, I'm just leaving town. Her car gets hit by a rock and she falls off the edge of the mountain. Like, cartoon style, like, flies off, like, fucking roadrunner. Wily Coyote was, like, sitting on top of the rock. It was so yeah. stupid. Um, there's another one who's, um, whose brother is a uh, Hikikomori. Like, he's, I think he's freaked out by the deaths, right, of previous years. So he just kind of stays yeah. in his room. That's know, safe to assume. You know, tugging it to online. <laughs> I'm guessing he looks he looks like in teeth and tentai. And um yeah, he gets crushed by this um excavator that comes through his window. It's like this poor guy, he totally gets Donnie Darkoed. Oh, he totally does. And like the, the, the guy driving the truck steps out for cigarettes and then you see him like the music is playing in the background is completely silent and you just see him turn around just like, Oh shit, my truck as it sails into the house. <laughs> it's actually actually that point in the series where I start to feel like the deaths became mechanical but not in the sense of like that they became boring but the series actually shifted away from focusing on the deaths for example when the guy got killed by the boat it was a big tense moment um Mm -hmm. in the next episode they're trying to make it almost seem routine it's like oh like these kids are just yeah they, they keep cutting between the main characters talking and then the girl in the car and then the like um the excavator getting loose and like nothing's particularly clear it's just sort of like oh okay well yeah it's a just another day of, of absolute anarchy and yep. murder <laughs> pretty standard okay so let's explain why they go to the cabin oh basically God, the, the cabin. class the class that stopped it in the past uh it they stopped it while they were at the shrine and they stayed it was like a school field trip so the 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 class the head of the class eventually decides just like hey if there's any chance for us to survive let's go to the shrine let's stay in this fucking place let's try and stop this <laughs> okay so let me get this straight there's a death curse on your class that seems to target indiscriminately anyone around you let's go to a cabin in the middle of the mountains without any working phones um at least like four or five hours drive from any kind of mm-hmm. hospital and let's just, you know, spend a couple nights and see what happens. I'm sure nothing yeah. bad's going to happen. Let's workshop it out. This turns into <laughs> the evil fucking dead. Oh, God, it does. <laughs> and I love the evil dead. It is, yeah, I love that <laughs> film too. Um, I'm assuming we're talking about the original. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, the remake wasn't too bad, was it? Nah, it was all right. It just didn't have the same had nothing by, Um, I love the fact they used all practical effects, though. Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, God, whenever there's something cut into something, it really felt... Super visceral, mm-hmm. yeah. It was super gory. Like the bit where she was licking that knife. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. And it just like, eh, splits her tongue. The ending was complete shambles. What the fuck but were anyway. we talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, another. So the last two episodes <laughs> takes place in this cabin and it turns into Murder Central. Oh, it's so funny. It's amazing. They set you up with death is routine. They kind of make death theme almost mm. boring. Now they're like, let's make death as hilarious as like an episode of Pokemon. They go fucking insane with it. It's just like people dying left and right. No setup. Just like, oh, oh, oh. one of my favorite deaths is um, something happens where like the main kitchen area gets set on fire and our main character like closes the door to it. Just like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, oh my shit, God. There's people. fucking fire. I'm just going <laughs> to close the door yeah. and walk away. <laughs> So somebody else comes up and it's just like, do you smell smoke? I smell smoke. Opens the door and it's like a goddamn diehard explosion. Yeah, and he <laughs> ju- it just fries him. He just like, he doesn't fries even... Him. Yeah. The thing I love most about that is, do you smell smoke? Oh, I think we'll be safe if we go into the dining hall. Yeah, we'll be yeah. safe in there. <laughs> Opens Towards the, the smoke smell. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, we should preface this by saying one of the girls, she finds the tape that describes you've got to send the dead back to death. 
And so she presumes it's Masaki Mei because she's the most obviously dead person in this goddamn class. <laughs> I mean, she's missing one eye, she's all creepy, she's a complete goth yeah. girl. Of course you're going to kill her. I say that as, you know, as a former, not goth, but a sympathiser <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She's a little spooky. And so she essentially sets the class. She she t- speaks of the Tanoi. Everyone fucking kill Misaki Mei, because if you do, we're all going to live. Mm-hmm. And it turns into, like, Battle Royale, like... This is, this is my favourite death. Before she finds the tape, they're having dinner... And uh, the head of uh, countermeasures is just like, she stands up and apologizes. And she's like, I think Misaki should stand up and apologize because she did a bad job pretending to be dead. Yeah, she, she then, talked to him like she should have pretended yeah. to be dead. Yeah. And so in the middle of this, this dude starts having an asthma attack. Oh, he doesn't die. Like, oh, he doesn't? He doesn't. He no, no, no. So he, oh. he just starts randomly having an asthma attack. You're like, that kid's going to die. Just like the heart attack kid. The um, headmaster, who seems to like, is the one who seems to understand the curse best. No, he's the he's the librarian. Oh, he's the librarian. He was the oh, right. head of that class way back in the day, and so he's just like, I'm just going to stick around and be the librarian. Yeah, he looks super pissed off. He's like, oh fuck. And he's like, uh, yes! does, he, does did he bring his inhaler? He's like, yes. Is it empty? Yes. Okay, I got to take him to hospital. That's my favorite part because he's just like, God damn it, I got to drive down this mountain with this fucking kid. Get to the hospital. Yeah, the kid doesn't stay the night in the hospital. They, um, you know, he drives back and the kid is in his back seat, just like yeah, sleeping. Just in the trunk. But, um, yeah, speaking of someone who has uh, experienced, you know, acute asthma attacks, I would say, yeah, probably an overnight stay is probably best. Apparently, this hospital is <laughs> just like, no, send him back up to Murder Central. We don't want him here. <laughs> but it's just like, in between these horrible deaths, it keeps cutting back to the librarian that tried to get his inhaler, just like driving up and down the mountain, just like, fucking shit, these goddamn kids. They sent away the one person who maybe knew what the fuck was going on. So the first guy who dies, according to this timeline, is the is the cabin owner, um, oh. the dude. He actually gets killed by his wife, this like frumpy old lady. Um, yeah, you later you actually find out that these are the grandparents of the kid who died from a heart attack. And I don't know why she goes crazy. This old woman, she just starts running around trying to murder everyone. It is yeah. scary as shit. And she looks so horrific. She oh looks God. monstrous uh, yeah. when she starts. The, what they did with her face was just remarkable. Because <sighs> she looked, she looks so kindly and like this poor old lady. Yeah. Um, okay, so after that, the next one is um, is backdraft um, Makoto uh, from the kitchen fire. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, and then the one after that is actually the um, the friend of the uh, the head of the class. She's the one who actually finds the tape and tells tells everyone to kill Misaki. This stuff is hilarious because it's um, do you know what? It's it's like a uh, Final Destination death. This this is a big yes. Final Destination yes. tone to it. Absolutely. Yeah, she's trying to kill um, Misaki. She's doing a great job. She's kicking Sakaki Badokun's ass. Like he's trying to stop her killing him. She's kicking him in the nuts. She's pushing him over. She's like cracking him over the head. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to kill you because like you're not the dead person. She is. It doesn't mean I can't fuck you up and stab you to shit. Yeah, and like, where the fuck did she find this sword? It's like a long, just like, blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an, oh, it's a naked blade. And it's just like, what, did you put that in your backpack? Like, what the fuck are you doing with this? Yeah, like, oh yeah, just keep this around just in case. Yeah. Well, she's a great moment when she's actually on over the tannoy. And she's talking so quietly, like, um, I believe oh, yeah. the dead person is Misaki, and I will give you my reasons. In conclusion, I can only say this. Kill Misaki, May! And start screaming, and oh my god, like, if that, if, yes! again, it sent shivers down my spine. It was such a powerful moment. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, anyway, she dies by loose electrical wires, kind of magically, ex- like, strangling her to death, and she's just, like, hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, there's, like, a sudden earthquake, or, like, the beams are, like, falling down because of the fire, and, like, a, a cord magically gets looped around her neck and just hoists it's her up. It's <laughs> super Final Destination. It's like in the first film oh, yeah. when that guy is in the toilet and, like, death is deciding, oh, should I kill him this way or that way? And ends up just, like, strangling him on the the what the top wire of the um the bathroom stool. And then the murderous old crazy lady gets killed by the librarian. This guy is trying to run away from the house. And then a pillar in the house just randomly falls over and smacks him in the head. Oh, it's more than that. They're running. The chandelier falls on him and three of his friends. He claws his way out yeah, he's from like, like, I'm the safe. chandelier, <laughs> almost to the door. And boom! <laughs> like smack on the head. And like, it looks so sad. It kind of looks like a Monty Python sketch. It's like the foot yeah. coming down from the sky and just splatting him. Exactly. It's like, oh, you poor bastard. Akazawa, the, the girl, the, the head of the class. She tries to kill Mei, believing her to be mm-hmm. dead. Mei, meanwhile, is like, if the dead person dies, this all stops. And she kind of runs off thinking, oh my god, she's going to kill herself because she's the dead person. Is she the cause of all this? Meanwhile, you get this weird moment where the this really sassy girl who like i really liked you know she ended up trying to kill mm-hmm. uh, masaki she starts talking about how um she lost her brother and was feeling really sad and then um sakaki bara was really nice to her and she like fell in love with him mm-hmm. and he doesn't even remember and it, then she dies ugh. yeah we'll talk about why he doesn't remember meeting her in a i'm second. yeah i'm really confused about that you might need to okay there's a bunch of I'll, stuff happens here which i'm that. not entirely clear on yeah. Yeah. My okay. My favorite death is there's a girl who's chasing Misaki and Sakaki Bara, and she steps out onto a ledge covered in rain. This is a bad idea. And within two seconds, she slides off, falls down two stories, and lands on her neck, and then kind of bends back <laughs> so that her pelvis is sticking up in the air like a tent, and her body's just laying there in this perfect like pose. It's like upside down, like down dog from yoga just like she's just she just chilling out she's just she's completely fine it's so bizarrely weird and wonderful Mm -hmm. yeah i think that was my favorite death and actually there was a really good meme from as well one of the pie memes was um there was a pie perfectly placed underneath her uh twisted body (laughs) at least the pie is safe yep (laughs) we actually find out that one person that we didn't suspect even i didn't suspect i had no idea he pickaxes her! <laughs> the extra person, the dead person, is the teacher, the one that he's been living with, the really nice one who drove them to the beach and has been super nice all year. Turns out she she was murdered, like, the previous summer, and Misaki had actually seen it, but had, like, suppressed the memory of it. Uh, let me let me go into this. Yeah, please. So, the extra person is Reiko, who is Sakakibara's aunt. And you, they do like a total Clark Kent thing. When she's at home, whenever you see her, she's wearing glasses and she's looking very casual. And the assistant homeroom teacher that you see that is also Reiko is like very polished, no glasses, like nice hair. And um, at the very end, it's revealed that she was also in the classroom. She went to the same high school. Like you said, she was murdered. And um, they found her body, I think, a couple of years ago. So that's why the head of countermeasures girl remembers him, because he came back into town for her funeral. Right, of course, that was it, yeah. And he, he didn't realise that this was his relative who had died. Yeah, and then because it, it says... Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then that's that, where the foreshadowing comes in, right? Because his family, mm-hmm. like, so many funerals we've had. and 
Exactly. And just like that's um it it's part of the curse as well that the reason no one can tell who the dead person is is because the memories of that person have all either been faked or removed. And so that's why it's not easy that's why it's um it's not as easy as being like, Oh yeah, Gary, he totally died five years ago. Let's kill him. <laughs> and like even they go to the library and they're looking through the class rosters to try and figure out just like which one's the odd one out. And the librarian guy tells them he's just like, Hey, basically there's something wrong with the books. It the records change, nothing matches up. And then at the end of the year, it shows the correct who was dead, yeah. who wasn't. Oh, and she was still. actually she was in the photo that they found from the from the old mm-hmm. class trip as well. Yeah. And so he has to kill his aunt. <laughs> that, that is a better reveal than I thought. Yeah, he has to completely bean his aunt in the head with a pickaxe. That was mm-hmm. brutal because she's been super nice. Yeah, she's so nice. And just like, again, I I, I guess I, I, I do fall into the Clark Kent thing. I had no idea that it, the the assistant homeroom teacher. But I, I don't know how much of that is like, oh, you know what anime kind of all looks alike. But... Yeah, it looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> and they're saying because they always have uh, not as not enough uh desks in the classroom so that's how they know that there's a dead person in the classroom but they don't know who but this year there was not enough desks in the faculty office and so that's where the extra desk came in because it was it was reiko because they originally they had the original teacher reiko who's the assistant homeroom teacher original teacher kills himself and the librarian comes on to be their replacement teacher and the librarian was originally the teacher of that classroom like forever ago and then in the aftermath to this fantastical year um one of one of the <laughs> best school years of, of their lives there's no real fallout in the sense that no one goes to prison for having like murdered a bunch of people he doesn't go to prison yeah. for like having beamed his aunt in the head of a pickaxe whether she was alive or dead they kind of explain that because once the dead person has been killed the memories of them are just erased. completely erased yeah yeah and I thought it was so funny because uh, they found out, like, once you kill a dead person, nobody else remembers him except for the person that killed him. So the nice dude that befriends him pushes that dude out the window, runs to them, interrupts their big moment. She's like, hey, do you guys remember Koichi or whatever his name is? And they're just like, yes. And he's like, fuck, I got the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good moment. <laughs> Let's talk about how uh, Misaki knows who's dead. Uh, yeah. She she knows who's dead. She picks it out. She she has her um she has an eye patch over you know one of her eyes, of course. And it's because she had a tumor in in her eye and it was removed. Her creepy ass relatives make her a false eye, and it's the same one with the creepy ass dollhouse. So she makes her a doll's eye in the color Ugh. of death. Not even her yeah. correct colour. Her, her her actual eye is red. Her other eye is just like turquoise green, which is the colour scheme um, of Persona 3. Oh. Have you, if you've ever played the game or seen the films. Like, but uh-huh. that, I think, um, I don't know it myself. I've not come across it in um, Japanese lore, but I think uh, that is the colour of death, such as, um, oh. such as in uh, South American cultures, like uh, dark blue represents death. They use that for funerals. Oh. I think Japanese yeah, culture, yeah, this kind of weird turquoisey, undescribable color. I would say it's a really creepy color. See, I assumed she could. I, I assumed it was that way because at the very beginning, when uh, the main character meets her in the weird doll gallery, she's like, 
I like dolls because they're close to death, because they're hollow. And because she had a doll's eye, that's why I thought. Just like, oh, her, her eyeball's close to death, I guess. No, I think that <laughs> is as well. I think the colour might just be thematic rather than actually, you know, foretelling. Either way, it allows her to kind of see death. She can she can actually see who's going to die. And she sees that the teacher is dead. And she realises, oh, like, a bit too late, maybe, in, in proceedings. I mean, if she'd done it, like, six months before, maybe a lot of people would have survived. Yeah. Um, but at the last minute, she said, oh, yeah, no, it's your aunt. Yep, I, yep, I just that. it's your aunt. After literally most of our classes died, only, like, the cutie painter dude and the nice jock dude. Who, and murder, who tried <laughs> to murder a dude who pushed a dude. <laughs> Don't call him the nice jock dude. He tried to murder someone. <laughs> well, the guy who tried to murder was a bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't know that, you know. <laughs> Um, that was great. There's this weird sort of attraction between Koichi and um, Mei throughout the series. I'm talking about the main characters. Mm-hmm. Like, he really, he keeps talking to her. He keeps, you know, wanting to connect with her. And she really, really does seem to, like, respond to it in the sense that she's crazy as shit to the level of, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. She seems almost on the spectrum, so to speak. But whether... Yeah. yeah, she's on the spectrum. But, like, she's been ignored by all these people. And now there's this person who's, like, trying to connect with her. So there's this real bond between them to the point where he kills his aunt because she tells him to. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. that that's the reason why. And then um at the well, end of Well to be it, technical, he re-kills her. <laughs> um he sends her back to death. Back to death. And so there's this moment where he's like, Okay, I'm moving away, moving back to Tokyo with my dad. He's oh, like, yeah. Oh, can I can I uh can I call you sometime? She's like, Yeah, that'd be nice. That's it, that's the end of the series. <laughs> End of series. But it's so annoyingly anime-ish that you develop this love story and never pay off in it. It happens so much. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've started to get really annoyed by it. Yo, yeah, because I, I want a little bit something more. He literally protected him, protected her against half of their class who were trying yeah. to murder them. It's like, consummate, damn it. Just go to the graveyard, <laughs> light some smooch. candles and... Just a little smooch. Something like that, yeah. Or just just more than like, oh, can I call you sometime? That's just kind of lame. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've just finished watching the first season of um, Gekkan Shoujo Nozaki-kun. Oh, and so, oh yeah. my god, like that again is like, okay, perfect love story, just never ever delivers. I know that's part of the comedy, but, you know, I want to see teenagers get it on, damn it. <laughs> I know this isn't a love story, but I did feel like they kind of... Yeah, they, they just, connected. Yeah, they, connected they connected, but I wish there was yeah. something Definitely more than just like, hey, sup, babe, can I give you a call sometime? And her just yeah. being like, maybe. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we just survived, like, Murderville together, but... <laughs> Here's a question for you. Yeah. When I was watching this, I was thinking just like, man, I can't tell if middle school Kim would have loved or hated being completely left alone and left to do whatever you wanted. Because even the teachers ignore the person that they yeah. choose. Yeah, oh, man. Do you know, I think... She does what she wants. She can go up on the yeah. oh on the oh rooftop. that reminds me after um after they 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 begin ignoring um the main character right uh, Sakaki Bara mm-hmm. at some point because they're yeah. not sure whether he's the dead one and so um he has this weird daydream in class of him and Misaki standing up in the middle of the class and just like talking bullshit and like yelling and doing skits and then they start yeah, like, like dancing da- around <laughs> they start dancing around and they're like waltzing in the middle of the classroom and everyone has to ignore them or else they die. Like, I started cracking up because it was just so out of character. It was so funny. Uh, exactly. I, I think that has to be my favourite moment of the series for me. Mm-hmm. Just because it was so out of kilter. There is something else we need to talk about. And yes, that, what? The OVA. 
so, so sad. sad. The um, yeah, oh. the OVA, um, the original video animation. To those who um don't know what it is, they usually release like an episode on straight to video or straight to DVD now, um, as kind of like a a bonus to their fans. Like a year later, the series has ended. Let's just release another episode. Um, this one is like a, a prequel episode that shows Misaki. Um, before the season starts with her um, cousin who's actually her sister twin cousin. sister yeah her sister cousin yeah so um, very Alabama would, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would not know uh, um, yeah so these girls look exactly alike so one is brown hair one is you know Misaki um, Misaki also has um, one of her eyes missing of course as well um, actually her her twin sister um Sometimes wears an eye patch just to kind of look exactly like her and freak mm-hmm. people out. I love that opening, by the way, where she's like freaking out this guy in the street. Like, if you meet an identical twin, you will surely meet your death. And then Misaki yeah. comes around the corner, he just drops his drink and runs away after trying to hit on her. Yeah. So really, that's what you get for hitting on a low liter in the middle of the street. <laughs> and the reason why they're sister cousins is basically um, they they are identical twins at birth. And then the mom of the twins, her sister, could I think either she lost the baby or she couldn't have a baby. No, she lost a baby. And then she went a little bit crazy. So they're just like, the family decided, hey, you got two kids for the price of one. Give one to her. Yeah, she won't grow so up she'll be fucked comforted. up. She'll live in your dollhouse yeah. and like live in the basement. That, that seems completely fine. Oh my God. That was yeah, the worst. It's super fucked yeah, up. Yeah, parent decision. Anyway, so like it shows how close these sisters are. This is one bit where they're like in the bath and rubbing each other, which was a bit weird, but um, yeah. okay, apparently that's what sisters do. You know, I wouldn't know, but hey, I'm cool with that. I didn't do that with my <laughs> sister, but uh, that's because we're prudes. <laughs> Raised I'm prudish. not sure um, incestuous fondling is like, uh, to be against that is prudish. I think that's, yeah, it makes good genetic sense. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. true. Even though we were raised in the South, we that much. <laughs> they have boundaries there after all, and it's not the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> This shows him so close. It shows Masaki so happy. She has someone who understands mm. her and thinks she's beautiful, despite her like creepy green eye, which I think is beautiful as well. Yeah, I think it looks cool. When they're sleeping together, Masaki actually sees her in her fake eye. That is the colour of death. She begins to see her shadow. She realises she's, she's going to die. And in fact, she does. Mm. She catches leukaemia. And she's the person who dies in the very first episode. And Misaki is um, at the hospital. Her sister slash cousin, her best friend in the world, has just died. And then she meets our main character in the elevator. And he's like, what's your name? And she's like, oh, my name's May." She takes on her sister's persona, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm super confused at what that and that's So as, as I get it. And that leads to the confusion at the end, because uh, one, of, one, of the people, the, the, one of the people in their classroom as teens remembers may and being like oh she died from leukemia but oh there's this person in my classroom who looks exactly like her but, but what what i'm missing that? yeah like and and so she thinks oh that's why she's dead no the, the, the truth is that she was so distraught over her more confident beautiful sister um you know dying that she she kind of broke and just started calling herself may it was super sad mm-hmm. um yeah broke my heart a little bit 
So what are you, what are your what are your overall thoughts? Like it, dislike it? This is a strong recommend for me. I'm 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 recommending this all the way to the bank. This is weird and quirky and bloody and mm-hmm. funny. You've got interesting characters that develop over the series. You've got this really interesting um how the curse actually works i love the mechanics of that you know so i you know i really i really think anyone should love this anime like it's not it's not just a good anime it's a really good tale it it's silly in that kind of 1990 sense and it's super corny but it knows it like it really it hams it up like um the opening the opening music is like this gothic lolita creepy girl singing kind of thing like dolls yeah. like weird looking dolls yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was going to be like a series about like dolls coming to life and murdering people but um, yeah. yeah like I'm, I'm glad they didn't reveal but yeah like I, I would I would really recommend this I know a lot of people um, would probably want to stop by episode 4 like after the nurse dies when it's still really dark uh, I think if you go on like a couple more episodes especially if you get to the beach episode where it kind of reaches that fulcrum point where you realize they're trying to transform darkness into something else. Yeah. Yeah, like I yeah, it, it did something really interesting to the horror genre for me. Mhm. I I would definitely recommend it as well, which is why I wanted us to watch it because it's 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 definitely entertaining. Uh if you like horror movies, you'll like it. It's not it's not going to necessarily creep you out. It's more of um I'd say closer to um like, yeah, like you said, like an evil dead than anything, where it's just really ridiculous and grotesque deaths, and uh, they're easy to laugh at and easy to enjoy. Excellent. All right. Well, I think that about does it for us this week. Yeah, I think uh, next time we should be reviewing Sora no Woto, which is a charming little lovely shoujo cyberpunk post-apocalyptic war survivors little tale, mm-hmm. which is... Less about war and more about pissing your pants, trying to wait for a phone call, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's definitely a big break in tone from another. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah just uh, what have you been watching this week uh, other than another, of course? Oh, I have been. I got sick. Um, and so I've been sort of beasting through a lot of stuff. I started watching Parasite, which is pretty good. It's another horror uh, yeah, thing. I've been uh, been um, recommended that to me as well. It's pretty good. It doesn't grab me as much as other things have, but it's also done by Madhouse, which is doing Death Parade, which is one of the newest series that I'm in fucking love with. They did Monster, they did Death Note, so a lot of stuff that comes out of that studio is good, good, good. And I also read Oyasumi Pun Pun, which... Oh, <laughs> if you want to get depressed and hate humanity... Oh, that's the thing you were telling me about. that. feel right, sad... Yeah. Yeah, read this comic because, like, it is one of the most fucked up things I've, I've ever read. I kind of hate it, but I kind of love it more than anything else I've ever read. It's it's super fucking messed up, but it's it's really good. <laughs> okay. Um, Oyasumi Punpun, it is, then. Uh, I think I have to look at that, yeah. Um, I do like manga, which questions God, um, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, that, that's one of the central tones is just like, uh, what is God and what are the gods we make for ourselves? <laughs> Which will come up again in Sola no Woto, actually. Yeah, yeah. So we've sort of started a bunch of different anime at the same time. I watched mm-hmm. um, the first few episodes of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Absolutely loved it. Yes. We'll be continuing yes. that very much so. Definitely got to do an episode reviewing that. I also started uh, Tokyo Ghoul. Watched the first episode of that. <gasps> uh, yeah! <laughs> Oh my god, that first episode. I'm like, 
this kid is totally <sighs> gonna get murdered. And then like his organs get scrambled and like I I was pretty shocked at like seeing yeah, this this <laughs> sort of the cannibalism of it. I was like, wow. I'm watching mm-hmm. so much stuff with cannibalism in it right now. It's really weird. Like you got Attack on Titan and then there's that in the Brotherhood, yeah. that gluttony guy. Oh yeah, gluttony. <laughs> that guy's freaky as shit. He gets kind of adorable. <laughs> like He just he like ate an old dude. More episodes in. <laughs> he ate a dude. What are you talking about? He's kind of adorable. Oh my God. <laughs> um and then of course the yeah, there's there is um Tokyo Girl. I'm I'm really, really enjoying it. Again, it's that kind of um it's over the top horror. I'm really I'm gonna be enjoying that as well. Uh, on top of that I've also been watching a lot of um Kurokono Basket. That was a suggestion by um John, by John. by John, and um, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Like, I did not expect to like sports anime. Okay, I might give it a go because I'm not a I'm not a sports anime person. Uh, I I might watch it because I did spend like uh, a very long amount of time today watching people slam dunk on YouTube because like <laughs> it's that's so always entertaining. cool because it's like they fucking levitate. I love it. The slam dunk championship thing yeah and then i just like i went down that internet like wormhole of just like look at this five foot five dude fucking slam dunk a basketball (laughs) (laughs) oh dear it's about my height actually yeah you could you could dunk if you want to these dudes (laughs) can't i don't think i I, yeah maybe one day um oh i've i also watched on wednesday i watched the entire series of fargo um, I really liked it. Yeah, okay. the the ending was uh, a little bit disappointing, um, but yeah, yeah, I really, I really liked that. It was really good. And I'm currently watching Community, which I've never seen before. <gasps> oh, it's so and good! Six I've just, a movie. Um, yeah, I've just gotten to the second paintball episodes. Yes. Like, yeah, the, the part two. I've just finished that one, and uh, yeah, yeah, just absolutely laughing my balls off. I can't wait for Chevy Chase to die, and I don't mean just his character. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, Chevy, but yeah, like I, I kind of get the feeling that it's not it's, it's, comedy isn't your thing anymore, you know? Oh, them fighting words. But uh, yeah, so I'd say that about does it for this week. Get in contact. We want to hear from you. Our email is transformationsequence at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account that's at sequencepod. You can find us personally. I'm at Vince Kenny and Kim is at Kim Catties. That's K Y M C A T T Y S. And we will see you next time. Yeah.